people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm zach mccoy i'm Traff. <laughs> and we are your oscar grouches welcome back to the oscar City podcast thursday show acting direct where we take a look at the filmographies of oscar winning actors who decided to take their turn behind the camera what are we watching this week zach we are concluding for now our denzel washington section with Journal for Jordan. Is it a journal for Jordan? A, a journal. journal. A journal for Jordan. Uh, journal. There's only one journal. A, a journal. <laughs> Based on the true story of a family torn apart by the Iraq War and the journal a father leaves behind for his infant son. Excellent. And this is everybody's first time seeing A Journal for A Jordan. It is A first time. A first time. Then we are Oscar Firsties on this one because this is the first time I've seen it too. Yippee Kaye. <laughs> I intended to get to the theater to see this one, but it bombed so badly it I was, was gone say, before I got the chance. Else, right? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. Michael B. and Denzel it sounded like a recipe for a movie I wanted to see, and it made six point seven million dollars on a twenty-five million dollar budget, and they went <laughs> yank. <laughs> and all fairness. Was I literally never saw a trailer? There was they put no money in marketing to this film. So what did they? They expected Denzel Michael B. Jordan's name to just carry people I guess so. knowing about the film. I yeah, yeah I I saw it on our list and I thought it was a documentary or something. I had no idea what it was. Um, it it was one that you know I I was going to the movies a ton around this time because. It, it was nice to be back at the movies mm. and uh, it just, it, it played in front of a couple of things and then showed up and it came out Christmas week. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not seeing it Christmas week cause it's Christmas week. And uh, we ended up seeing something else. And so I was like, I'll see it next week. Nope. It was gone. <laughs> just gone. Gone. Gone, baby. Well, is there any kind of breakdown? There is no breakdown at all this did not get nominated for anything anywhere at any time i can understand that i think it was nominated for oh it got three nominations at the 53rd naacp image awards for outstanding directing and motion picture outstanding writing in a motion picture and outstanding breakthrough performance in a motion picture for jalen christian that was that was it that was those three nominations it got at any award show jalen christian was really good in this film jalen christian was really good in this film that that whole ending, uh, he he was very believable. He was definitely putting in the emotion for sure. The emotion. Okay. Then, okay. Uh, that's it. So, <laughs> how about this movie? Huh? I <laughs> I don't think this is a very good movie. <laughs> I'll just come out and say that. I I I, I understand. I I definitely uh, like. Zach said not to show my hand too early, but this is definitely the least movie of the four, but I think it's the best directed. 
of the four. Mm. I think I we've seen Denzel's skills. I think this is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think I don't see any of the any of the skill that he put on display in the last three movies anywhere in this movie. I think this movie is ugly to look at. Oh, even the <laughs> cinematography? I think this is, well. and, and I'm shocked by this because Maurice Alberti, who, yeah. who shot this movie, is a very good cinematographer. For sure. I don't know what direction she was given to shoot this movie, but it looks like it was shot like a romantic comedy, and it is ugly. She just, um, what movie? She just shot a film that y'all were talking about. Creed. She Creed. shot Creed, That's right. which is beautiful. No, what this a has a lot of the same. Movie. This is shot a lot of the similar ways that Creed and the Wrestler are shot mm. in. Like you can see her style. And I, I, I think the, maybe they maybe they were using a bad camera or something. The, it's the lighting. The lighting is bad. It well, is I'm, all lit like a I'm fucking romantic comedy. It, I'm just talking about how it's shot and mm. framed, not necessarily. Well, you know, lighting is part of cinematography. All the other so. stuff too, but I, I don't know how much of the cinema. I don't know how much the cinematographer has the say so in the lighting. Is what I kind of. I feel like I would be fall on Denzel's shoulders. I mean, essentially, like the cinematographer can only do so much. So if you aren't trusting of your cinematographer as a collaborator, then you're probably not going to get the same good work out of them as you are going to get with, uh, with people that you do trust. So, you know, that's, that's why a lot of directors continuously use the same mm-hmm. cinematographers because they trust them as collaborators. They, they'll trust the cinematographer to say, Hey, I think you should like this a little bit differently. Or, Hey, I think we should do like a push in here. Like, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how you want to, again, use your cinematographer. Yeah. I've got uh, four, four notes talking points for myself here. Uh, one with bad pacing, terrible dialogue, lazy directions, and it looks like a cheap made-for-TV movie. Those were my <laughs> four That's knocks. I think the last one's a little too harsh, but... I, 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 I 100% that the last was the one I agree with the most. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> I think not. this I think this movie is ugly. It, it looks is. like a lifetime movie. Like oh, come on. Uh, stop it. I don't know. I mean yeah. Yeah. No. It, it like I, slap I slap the Hallmark the label on it and show it at Christmas time. <laughs> so I think perform- performance-wise how is everybody feeling? I think the performances are fine. Fine, just, nothing stellar, but fine. I, I just, yeah, I just like Zach said. I just wish they had a script to be acting with. I like. There's so many sweet moments that were just boring, especially their phone conversations. I don't care how realistic they were, but the conversations they were having were just <laughs> like if I were on the phone with this person, I'd be like, "All right, good night." I don't know. Um. No, I thought the phone did the phone conversations need to be in there? Probably not. But they were cute phone conversations. They were I mean, they were kind of like how you would talk to a girl you liked in middle school and high school kind of <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, on the phone. Like Yeah. Yeah. I like to go to the gym. Oh, I don't go to the gym. Well, you're drinking those smoothies, must be doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> I and yeah, and I I get it because you know that's their relationship for so much of their relationship because yeah. they live in 
two separate cities. I think if this movie could have been at least 30 minutes shorter and it was a little too lengthy, picked up the pacing a little bit and, and there could have been, you know, at least worth a watch. I'll be honest. If I wasn't watching this for the podcast, I probably would have turned it off <laughs> and I don't do that very often. I, you don't do that I, very often. <laughs> no, I, I almost always finish a movie on principle because I have to be able to have an opinion about it just because I'm like that. But if, if I had chores to do, in another room like if i had to start the chore and i could bring it into the room i didn't even pause it i just let it play i was like i just don't give a shit about this movie it's dull yeah i definitely like this obviously a lot more than y'all yeah i'm glad, I, I'm, I'm glad too i don't think this is good and yeah, damn this did not need to be two hours and ten minutes yeah, yeah hour and a half and yeah. Okay. Definitely so one of the things talk, we were talking about the camera, like so many of the scenes early on where she's she's singing in the car. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. And then we get her arriving to her parents' house, and there's the camera, just a still camera, like across the street, films her go completely around the cul-de-sac and pull up next to the sidewalk. You don't need any of that. It's just <laughs> like just you can have her like in the car pull up or whatever, or just coming into the house because you see she's on a road going somewhere and just decisions like that i'm not sure why they were left in because like the movie's already over long yeah and it just looked cheap to me yeah but i did there were a couple sparks of niceness in some of the love scenes especially when we get to see uh mr jordan's uh booty there and yeah, and when Denzel's pushing the PG-13 rating on this movie by a lot of shadow boob. I mean, I hate to point that out, but I felt like those were the moments where there was some good lighting and cinematography work. Um, yeah, because they had to keep her boobs completely in shadow to keep a PG-13 rating. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I, I, I know that these are two and incredibly attractive people but could you imagine being jordan sitting down and watching this movie and being like hey here's your parents fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but in all fairness it's not his parents fucking so no no because no. they did show pictures at the end right right clearly Just... you know michael b jordan and shante and uh adam's much more attractive than the real versions a, of these yeah. people. Just a lot of a lot of horny running for the uh, kind of the subject matter, uh, perhaps I don't know. Kind of tonally weird. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, uh, it's, it's disappointing to be talking about this because I've been so impressed with Denzel's work up I, until this. So I don't those know last. What... Yeah, his last two films I gave five stars to. This one I gave two. Like I. <laughs> And that's that's mostly off the backs of the performances who Chante Adams especially carries this film. Yeah, and yeah, she's really good. That's me saying that as Michael B. Jordan being one of my favorite actors. He I realize, you know, he's trying to be like the stoic soldier type, but he is kind of boring in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's I but I feel like he's boring because that guy is just boring, you know. I I believe that. <laughs> yeah. But but it's also part of like if 
if that dude was that boring, like I, I just don't want to root for this love story. Like, but you know what? Like, the, I'm find you someone who's interesting. The woman that she's portraying, the journalist, mm-hmm. she looks like she's dog shit boring in real life too. Versus the character that's, she definitely fund her up in this film for sure. And, so I understand and, it's like two boring ass people fell in love. Like, you know, it makes sense to and, me. And good for them. Good for them. Everybody <laughs> deserves love in this life. Yeah. And I'm glad that these two people found each other, even for a fleeting moment of time. Yeah. But but apparently people didn't care much to see it in the well, theaters. Also, and <laughs> no disrespect, but why is this a story that deserves $25 million invested into it. You know what I mean? Like, um, as some somebody, I just recently, I watched the inspection today and it's like, well, that's a story I can get behind because there's substance to it where a community of people can relate to. Right. I just don't see how they read this story and was like, let's put $25 million into you know- <sighs> putting this on screen. On on from like a what a, they call it a thirty thousand foot view, it sounds very interesting. This dead soldier. I think left the behind. opposite. I think it was much more interesting than it sounds like it would be on paper. <laughs> no, I, I if I were looking at it, like a dead soldier is left behind a journal for his child on the way to live life. I think well maybe there's something there, but then the journal just wasn't very interesting. Unfortunately, it's just basic. Be true to yourself and follow I'm, your dreams. It's a journal. Have <laughs> you ever read an interesting journal? Yes. And Zach's got the most interesting journal. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> or binder, I should say, okay? Walt Whitman and Ralph Waldo Emerson have interesting journals. Yeah, and, and it's <laughs> it's at its most interesting when it's grappling with uh, his black identity. Mm. But they don't focus on that a whole lot. I was going to say, when do they do that in the film? Because... They beat me up. My dad, if he were black, he'd be in jail. Yeah, and and then he reads the one thing that's like, "Hey, you're a black man, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fight your entire life." Yeah, yeah, end yeah. end of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> end of that. End of that. And I'll say the the thing that. Uh, the thing that bothers me the most about this movie is just the I do not like romanticizing the war on terror. Mm. Do not like it. Oh, yeah. I, see, I, didn't, I didn't get that feel. Oh, it, when when he's sitting down with his mom, and he's like, he asks about the war and she's like, well, some people are going to say that we fought for freedom. Some people are going to say that. Oh, she said it depends who you ask. Yeah, you know, and he asked. I felt like that was a reasonable answer. It depends who you ask. Like, I I do like that they said that they included some people say that's why they were terrorists in the first place. Like, uh, which, okay, which is which is a real sugar coating of what people would actually say about this. Like, <laughs> you know, some some people say that we went on the whims of uh, fucking oil executives yeah, and yeah. their cronies and. <laughs> A widow isn't going to say that, though, for the most part, unless, well, I mean, I mean some may, because they may be pissed that their well, their I mean, partner died. She wasn't a, was a widow, right? So. Right, not legally, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like they didn't really have a long relationship anyways, you know, not dismissing anybody's yeah. feelings. Well, less than two you know. years. Right, so. Was it less than two? I thought. I thought well, they, met like, in, they met in 99, and it seems like they didn't really start dating until like six months. 
They 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 started dating six months before nine eleven. Nine eleven happened, and then uh, I thought he died in like two thousand six. Oh, okay. oh, was it that late? Okay, See, I don't remember yeah. any time up like timelines. It's just you know two thousand one happened because they show yeah. the saw, footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I, don't I didn't see the year he died. I I guess I was assuming it was like yeah, I didn't think they were together oh, three or something. But to be honest if, if it was oh six, it might be. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it was as bad. I think I was generous with my letterbox rate ranking, mm-hmm. but I definitely wouldn't say it's a two star film. I mm, I don't I think honestly it, think I don't it, think it's you know as terrible as a four out of ten personally. I do. <laughs> um, there's there's things that are interesting about it, and there are good performances in it. But like, I I, I can't feel get like over, it's a bad script. Yeah i I can't get over how cheesy a lot of the dialogue is, and how flat most of the movie looks, and just well, it sounds the- on par for the scriptwriter. You know, if you read kind of his thing. He writes a lot of cop television drama. Yeah. You know, 24 and, Criminal Minds, ER. Like, so the script looks pretty on par for. But he, but he also co he also co wrote Mudbound, which is a really well, good movie. But there's your co wrote. So we don't maybe even know he what, just. We don't know maybe, what sort of involvement he really had. I was going to say, maybe, maybe he the, just needs a co writer or someone to come in and punch up his dialogue. Yeah. And two, I mean, I know. Uh, the late Charles uh, subject of the movie is credited as a writer for the journal, I guess. I don't know if maybe they just lifted. Are you serious? Yeah. I, well, I, on Critiker, I saw he was credited as a writer. So I don't know if they just pulled. Okay. And she apparently quotes well, they and pulled from her book, which okay. is yeah. boring as all. <laughs> and all the, uh, all, all the journal readings in this movie are apparently the actual journal entries. Gotcha. The the three times they read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I won't hold my hand anymore. I gave it two and a half stars. So I was a little more generous, but two and a half generous. Because <laughs> I did really love that shadow boob. So. <laughs> yeah, and and when it started out with that really like uh, interesting like montage opening. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this this could be interesting. Yes, he died in 2006. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was like, oh, this could be interesting. I, I like the way we're opening this. And then nothing nothing else looked like that in the movie. And I was very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the uh, also the cover photo for the, the poster is very misleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, I get I really don't know what else to say about <laughs> well, it. The one with him like ki- kissing or like about to kiss. The, the one, yeah, looking like yeah. a fucking Nicholas Sparks poster. Yeah, it kind of, it almost, it kind of looks like a '90s black rom com from yeah. the poster. Well, it's shot like a '90s black rom com, so why not have a poster? That looks like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the script is nowhere near as good. No. <laughs> You know, there's no humor in it. There's no charm to yeah. the film. Um, hey, he's got old shoes. If 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 we're gonna watch, I did like Manny. Shout out to Manny. <laughs> Is that the, uh, the, the doorman? Doorman, yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked him. Yeah, 
if if we're gonna if we're gonna watch a great black romance that shot really well, everybody should see Love Jones. That's a great film. Love Jones. Love Jones. Does Love Jones have a criterion, or am I thinking is love yes. basketball? Both of them. Nice. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, that made me laugh because today I saw a TikTok college basketball where dude went for a dunk and the other guy went to block him. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, I see it there, and it's like the real love in basketball. <laughs> 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 it, it it looks almost intentional too. It's kind of funny, at least that's, from the one guy, <laughs> the defender. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get into our worsty judgments then. And Trav, I'm sure we've all given our hand on this one. Where's the sitting on your Denzel ranking? Yeah, it's definitely dead last on my Denzel ranking. Um, overall, it's still not as bad as Leatherheads for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gave this a three-star rating. Um, I think two might be a little harsh, but maybe three is a little generous, so maybe Zach's kind of right there on the money but yeah it's dead last on the denzel however i still think it might be his best directed um but you know that's me personally yeah yeah three stars dead last yeah Zach, where's the sitting for you yeah if you've listened to any of the other episodes uh everything else uh, i gave at least four stars so this is um two and a half and uh last for denzel but only Second to last on my acting direct total because Suburbicon exists. So, yeah, there we go. Mr. Workman. Um, yeah, this is dead last for me. This movie sucks. It's bad. <laughs> and it's boring. And it's ugly. You know what's bad? Because Paul really fucking shredded Suburbicon. And Which he didn't shred worse. this movie like he did that one, but he <laughs> ranked it lower. Then it's so no 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 Suburbicon's only got one star. Suburbicon is oh, okay. the well, it's the worst thing. I, oh okay. When you I, said dead last, I thought you meant overall just because Zach just did his overall. So <laughs> you were just talking about for Denzel. Denzel. Uh you know, I haven't ranked those, but I, I think I got I think I got this ranked exactly like Zach does. Like this is two stars. Suburbicon's one. Uh yeah, that's uh that's it. So, I think like, I slightly put so I I ranked them both the same with three stars, but I slightly put Suburbicon above it because of the scene where he walks down the stairs while he's spanking her and the look <laughs> on their face and like you know it's supposed to be funny, but George Clooney's just really bad at trying to be funny, so it's not funny, but it still made me laugh. But for the you're laughing, reason. you're laughing at it, but not with it. I'm yeah, I'm laughing at it, but not with it for sure. Um. Yeah. Uh, I had yeah. no fun watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I I get that this is a day quote unquote fun movie, but you know I just watched The Wind Rises. Hold on, a journal yeah. for Jordan's supposed to be a fun movie. No, he said it's not I, supposed to be. Not supposed oh, to be a fun. Movie. Okay. <laughs> but I just watched The Wind Rises, and I have a great time watching Wind Wind Rises. Yeah, which Absolutely. which has very similar which subject is, matter. I was gonna say it's, it's also very sad. Yeah, 
Yeah, and this is supposed to be very sad, and I <laughs> wouldn't give a shit. The first half is so... Uh, there's so many, like, it's token haha moments and... Yeah, it's not American Sniper bad, but <laughs> it's bad. Cradley Booper. Cradley oh, Booper. see Shantae Adams and more stuff. Yes. She's too good. Yeah. She, well, she probably can't act anymore because her back is broken from carrying this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, let's put her in more stuff. She got anything right. coming out this year? No, she, she got nothing. Nothing, really. I mean, she really ain't been in much, you know? So, oh, the photograph. Photographs is good. That's a good black romance. Okay. I don't even look at this photograph. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, she was in the League of Their Own show. Oh, I yeah, I never watched the show. Wasn't it on uh, Hulu or something? It's on Amazon. Uh, I've been wanting to really, really watch that because it looked really good, and I heard. Oh, she's the star. Yeah, she. It's it's her and her and what's her name from The Good Place. Abby Jacobson. Abby Jacobson. Oh, she's mm. gorgeous. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess we'll call it there. Journal for Jordan. Send it back. <laughs> uh, Trap. Yeah. Let people know where they can find you on the media social. Of course, you can find me on the Instagram as EK Audio. I'm also on the Twitter and the TikToks at T R A V I O S C K, where I'm also on Letterboxd ranking. And rating my daily movie watches. And dude, I saw Maybe I Do last night, and it is a pile of shit. I I loved your uh, letterbox on it, but um, yeah. I need to watch it. Maybe, what I say? Maybe you Bitch, should. I might be. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> oh my God. And it's crazy because it's like, like this is kind of the same thing. You know, you got the writer from all these TV shows. And here he comes to do a movie, and it's just not a good transition. Yeah, not a, not everybody can not be. Everybody um, can. What's his name? Did it? Uh, James L. Brooks, who did Terms of Endearment. God, yeah. and Emma Roberts is so bad. She's not great. Like, why do people? I just don't get it. She sucks, dude. She sucks in everything. Like, she sucks. I don't understand. She's Julia Roberts' thing- niece. Actually, I take that back. She was pretty good in Scream Four. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, those movies were. But yeah, she sucks. I don't, I don't, I don't get the appeal for. So, nepotism. <laughs> I don't know. Trevor Rush put a little nepotism. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, twenty twenty three has not had the great start that uh, twenty twenty two did, in my opinion. So far. It's fair. Zach. Where can people find you? Ooh, you can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, and Litterboxed by searching my name. And Mr. Workman, what, what, where can we find you? And what did, what, what did you watch? Uh, you could follow me at Shark Dress Men across the, or not across anything, just on one platform, which is TikTok. Joseph Tappy and I are doing all sorts of shark-related content, and you can follow me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of Twitter, Motorbox, where I keep a running tally of all the films I watch. And this week, I watched the Best Picture nominee, Triangle of Sadness. I was heartbroken to see that you didn't like that that much. Well, I was going to say Triangle of Sadness, more like Triangle of Badness. (laughs) It's bad. It's a bad movie. I don't. I didn't like it. What did you bring up on yesterday's show? A lot of stuff. 
Okay. 80 for Brady was one of them. Oh, yeah. 80 for Brady. We, we did, can, you, we... did you bring out when you finished saving the world or no? I, I, I hadn't yet. I wanted to save that until after I finished Triangle of Sadness, a film that I felt uh, was bad. <laughs> Hence, Triangle of Badness. <laughs> triangle of Badness. <laughs> uh, I... Is that the one about the rich people on the yacht or whatever? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it follows two of the most boring characters in the entire world for the first act. Then you get onto the yacht, and those there's a one hilarious scene that I laughed at a lot. And then after that, they're on an island, and everything is boring and bad. <laughs> it is a lot of. I just hated the ending. I actually enjoy the film, but the ending was. God awful. The ending is god awful. And it's, 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 it was lazy, very lazy ending. Yeah. Uh, and is it anything like Battle Royale? N- no. It, <laughs> actually, the whole island section is more like Animal Farm. Okay. <laughs> 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 like, th- there's a character that is a, that is essentially the pigs from Animal Farm. And it ends a lot like that, too. Okay. Uh, But I did watch When You Finish Saving the World, which was really fun. (laughs) I had a good time. Hot doo-doo cakes. It reminded me a lot of uh, early Noah Baumbach, specifically The Squid and the Whale, which, of course, makes sense because Uh the great Jesse Eisenberg wrote and directed it. Uh, Not so great director, though. It's very good director. And... uh, he directs Finn Wolfhard to play a lot like him in The Squid and the Whale. There's even kind of a plot point that reminds me of a plot point from Squid and the Whale. If I, if I remember Trav's uh, comments last time, that was like his complaint about the movie. So, Yeah, I've <laughs> never seen that movie, but that tells me right there that Jesse Eisenberg fucking sucks in that movie. Then oh, you, you, I remember you saying Jesse Eisenberg was like creating another version of him, which you didn't know if you wanted in the world. So that there's where your differences are. Well, I, I, I also just fucking hate Finn Wolf, whatever the hell his name is. He Finn Wolfhard. I I like him a lot in this movie, and him and uh, him and Julianne Moore excellent together. Right? I mean, he's the same in this movie as he is in everything you see him in ever. No, just a shitty snot nosed kid. <laughs> I think he's I think he's excellent in the it movies. At least at least the first one. And I liked him as Pugsley in the Adams Family animated movies too, because I like that those don't movies. Count, though. <laughs> it counts, god damn it. <laughs> His voice counts, damn it. Anyway. Uh also I watched Legend. Legend's a masterpiece. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Ridley Scott rules. He, he, uh, I got I gotta get Trav's favor back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ridley Scott kind of fucking rules, and I'm super disappointed that the overall score on Letterbox for Legend is three fucking stars. That's because people are garbage. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Are they hmm. they all need to go watch the director's cut because I think mm. that director's cut's as good as the Blade Runner. How come cut? these people keep fucking taking Ridley Scott films, making him cut it down? And then he has to put out a director's cut to show you how good the movie could have actually fucking been if yeah. you just would have let Ridley Scott put out the movie he fucking wanted to put out. Yeah, this, this happens all this the time. This Blade Runner Kingdom of Heaven, like stop doing it to him. Right. Jeez. Let, let the let the man be. 
<laughs> Let his balls breathe. <laughs> yeah, his eighty-six-year-old ball sack. <laughs> Let him breathe. Uh, all right. Speaking of eighty-six-year-old ball sacks. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking transition. <laughs> hey, Zach, what are we watching next week? We are saying goodbye to Denzel for now. Hopefully he'll direct something else new and we can you know, put a smile on that film. But we're going back to 1963 for the debut director, directorial debut of Jack Nicholson. You said 1963? 1963. You said The Terror. The Terror. You can find that movie pretty much everywhere. Looks like it's free on Pluto TV, Tubi, Redbox, Vudu, Amazon Prime, Plex, (laughs) Freebie, and uh, you can rent it some other places, but I don't know why you'd want to rent it there. We could get it free for all these other places. Just put up with some ads, people. And I have a DVD I found at the dollar store 15 years ago. That makes sense. The Terror, Jack Nicholson. Here we the go. The Terror, based on Jack Nicholson's approach to women. The Terror. Watch out. Also, Ridley Scott was born in 1937. Holy fuck. I just want to that up <laughs> Good God. Mm. Uh, well, Old enough for the Korean War. There you go. With that, hey, Trav. Hey. Thanks a bunches. I'm here. <laughs> producing our show. <laughs> You say deucing, Archie? I said we producing. Just, we should just say deucing. I just, I just started thinking about our uh, once and former uh, uh, sponsor when you said thanks a bunch. <laughs> but I won't bring that up again. Well, stop saying well, former sponsor, too. <laughs> well, you didn't get all those bunch dollars in the mail? <laughs> I got bunches of them. Don't they... check your email. Uh, <laughs> we'd also like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Jen- Megan and J. Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarWorthyPod and on Facebook at the OscarWorthy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Almighty algorithm of. Gatorade with the nipple cap because it's like having the Gatorade right from the Gator's nipple. I like that. Gator nipples. Gator nipples. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Trav. <laughs> Trav and Zach. Or uh, Trav and Zach and uh, shooting movies like uh, 1990s romantic comedies. We would like for you all to have a damn fine day.